Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architect. Well, hello there, architecting community. Today, I want to talk to you about the doormat dilemma. We've been talking a lot lately about knowing your worth, being valued, being visible, and the last component of this is your sovereignty. This is the problem and the trap we all get into. We want to be liked, admired even in our workplace. So we try to stash our egos and be agreeable as possible. We're just willing doormat, hoping someone will notice and appreciate our willingness to be that team player, as well as the value of our individual contribution. Now, we think because we're being cooperative, somebody's just going to read the tea leaves of all of our hopes and our dreams and our aspirations and say, hey, look at this special opportunity I want to give you because I think it will help you grow even more. Not so much, right? Whether it's a trauma-induced natural reflex or you're just trying to avoid friction, Being that doormat only works to a point. Where the strategy collapses is it leads to your effort being discounted. Ask yourself, have you ever felt like you were being taken for granted? Like your clients, your boss, even your coworkers are assuming, of course he or she won't mind as they completely disregard your feelings, your efforts, and your accomplishments. If you've dealt with the doormat dilemma, you're probably also aware that trying to stand up for yourself can also send the wrong message. You can be accused of being out for yourself or being overly ambitious or aggressive just by wanting to hold your ground. Today, I'm going to explore with you ways to maintain your boundaries without creating adversity. Are you ready? Rule number one. Never, and I do mean never, take one for the team. Sure, teamwork is the buzzword in today's collaborative work environment. However, being a team player does not mean that your accomplishments are meaningless or unworthy of recognition. In a true teamwork environment, just the opposite is true. The value of what you uniquely bring is viewed as essential to the team's success. And that's because we all have a part to play in a successful project. Just as supporting actors and cameo roles are critical to a movie. So you don't have to be the lead to be important. Discounting what you can contribute lessens the entire effort, something that you and every other team member needs to keep in mind. When any kind of team effort is undertaken, 
make sure that your role is clear and the deliverables you will produce are defined. That way, you can measure your accomplishments in terms of how well the team did as a whole, which is what everyone does, but you also never lose sight of what you contributed. You won't be seen in that case as trying to take credit for what you didn't do. Next rule, assertiveness is not arrogance. You are who you are with the skills you bring and the effort that you put into a process. Being aware of that effort and being willing to call it out is not arrogance. It is a statement of fact. Stand loud and proud in the truth of your accomplishments. This is not bragging. This is not thinking that you are better than others. It's only identifying what you brought to the table and how your efforts contributed to the success of the whole. And I want you to remember that this is a multi-dimensional measurement. You can look at your role in terms of, say, a single project, but you can also look at it cumulatively in terms of how what you bring to the table is helping move toward a much bigger aim. It's important to be clear not only about what you bring to the table, but to track how that affected end results at every single one of those scales. From task on a project, to the whole project, to the firm's goals, to the client's goals, to bigger overarching themes. You need to know your worth before anyone else can see your value. The next rule, having boundaries does not make you rigid. And this is a big one in creative circles where just the hint that we might not be open to something is as good as saying we have no vision. You get slapped with the label of the naysayer, of the person who's not cooperative. But I want to remind you that teamwork does not mean and never has meant complete encroachment on your professional development. You need to set and maintain boundaries around your expectations, and you get to enforce those boundaries. That includes calling someone out who isn't respecting them. Promise me right now, promise yourself that you will never let anyone make you feel bad about doing this. Holding your boundaries is what keeps you sane. It's what keeps your viewpoint fresh and keeps you at the top of your game. Don't be available for open-ended or poorly defined assignments where you have responsibilities but not control. It's funny how things converge and all of these themes kind of were put together in a mentoring session I had with one of my staff. She wants to have less friction among the members of her team. And she's not sure how to do that effectively without what? Coming across as overly aggressive. On the other hand, it's kind of not very appealing to her either to be a doormat and just roll over. Because I've been mentoring her, she knows darn well that We don't compromise our principles. We don't compromise the project process and the values that we want to bring to advance it. What we had to explore then is practicing empathy, understanding that just like she wants to be seen and heard and prove herself and her ability, so do a lot of the other people on the team. 
since it's a team that's never worked together, when one person says, I'm going to do XYZ tasks, they cannot assume that their teammate has the same understanding of what done looks like. This is so important to do. Tell me if you've ever had this doormat experience. The 11th hour comes along and someone on your team's version of a completed task is just not up to snuff. So you jump in to pick up the slack. We talked about practicing having the other team members repeat back to you what they think they're supposed to be doing to make sure that as you're sharing tasks or delegating things to one another, that everybody has the same expectations about what the final product is going to look like. We also talked about how important it is when you're on a team to talk about the project, not in terms of what you want as individuals, which makes it really emotional, sets the project up to have lots of personal trigger landmines embedded at every turn, but rather to talk about the project in terms of the specific client goals, the team's goals, and the firm's goals. That way, it is aligned, and you're making decisions using those as the parameters, not what you or anyone else personally wants. This can diffuse a lot of conflict and a lot of friction on a team where someone maybe is pushing for a strategy that isn't aligning with those goals. And rather than calling them out on that, you can just ask some questions about how they think what they're proposing might align. As the person tries to explain that, it will become obvious to them where things need to be adjusted And you won't have had to have a confrontation in order to do that. The last tip I have about not being a doormat is to stay curious. It's very easy. It's how we navigate the world. We make judgments about all the information inputs that we receive every day. However, we forget those judgments are based on how we understand the world not how someone else does. So just like it's important to get clarity on what we mean about what we will produce, it's just as important to get clarity on why we would produce it. Take the time to go around the room and ask the different members of the team what they want to accomplish that day or what they're proudest of on the project. When someone presents an idea that seems a little off to you, ask them questions about it. And again, compare what they're telling you to the project's goals, the team's goals, and the firm's goals. That will help everyone to feel much more comfortable sharing ideas. After all, brainstorming is about failure. It's about throwing out a bunch of stuff, most of which isn't going to make sense and isn't going to work. But we have to give one another the safe space to do that. If we're going to have a successful team without everyone just stuffing their emotions, being resentful, and living out the doormat dream. 
In his book, How to Self-Promote Without Being a Jerk, author Bruce Kasanoff discusses this about why you need healthy boundaries and a strong sense of self-worth. And newsflash, it's not so you can aggrandize yourself but it's to share your talents more fully with others. Making yourself heard is not tooting your own horn. Standing up for your beliefs or your contribution is not egoism. Trying too hard to just get along by being a doormat helps no one, and the self-betrayal you feel is the most painful part of it all. Think about that next time you're ready to be a doormat. Avoiding outer conflict will only fuel an inner war. If you enjoyed this podcast, please DM me on Instagram. I'd love to hear how it helped you or what insights it brought. Don't forget to join our community and be part of the conversation. I look forward to hearing from you. And if I can be of service to you of any way, let me know. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.